The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they've won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor, no way to Yes, that's right. The Survivor Know-It-Alls are back after episode four Woo! of Survivor Co-Wrong. Steven, Steven, are you okay? Steven, Woo! are you with us? Oh, Steven, are you with us? Stay with us, Steven. Stay with us. Hold on, I need a drink. I need a- the most improv I'm going to do. Oh. Um, what an episode. What a crazy episode. So filled with drama. I got. I legitimately got teary-eyed, Rob. I literally You were crying? Teary-eyed. I wasn't weeping. I mean, you know me. I'm always weeping. We can't you afford know, you like, to lose the moisture. Crying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was getting teary when, you know, all of it, not when they like, you know, took Caleb out and with the, the swelling orchestrations, but like whoever scored that, like they deserve a fishy, but just when everyone's like passing out and like everyone's getting teary and like, you know, everyone's freaking out and Jeff's kind of keeping it together, but you can tell he's like pretty nervous. Like that's freaking gold. You know, you don't see that on dancing with the stars. Yeah, it was like one of those ER disaster episodes where everything is happening all at once. And they're like, all right, we got somebody over here. We got, it was like triage. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, I, I couldn't believe it. It's like, not, and like, like, it's like literally every time, just as they got the situation stabilized, like that, someone else is going down. And like, I, you know, we all knew someone was getting medevac this week, but just the chaos of how many people really seem to be in dire medical health. You're like, they're all going down. This is it. This is it for the show. Yeah. Super dramatic night on Survivor. Jeff Probst had billed it during the week as the most dramatic show they ever did. I think that's probably an accurate statement. I mean, the only other one would be Michael falling in the fire. They didn't really have that on camera. Yeah. So this was really a lot more of the I mean, it was basically 20 minutes of this and it was really, you know, very gripping television to watch. Uh, We will talk about that on a night when probably there is the least amount of strategy in one of these recaps, probably going back to the Brandon Hance uh, vote out slash quit slash meltdown back in Caramoan, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree that there's the least amount of strategy. I just think it was very straightforward strategy, you know? And I think there's also the possibility that we can talk about that Scott and Jason maybe didn't throw the challenge, but like let the challenge fail. Um, so I, I think there were some strategic moves here. You know, uh, it wasn't like a total, you know, strategic desert. I think it was probably as close to a strategic desert as we've ever had on Survivor Know-It-Alls. But there is there is stuff to unpack, as always. So we want to get your questions in live, of course. Uh, hashtag RHAP. Stephen and I are going to be taking uh, your questions along the way. Tomorrow, uh, Stephen's longtime friend, Aris, will be joining me in person oh. to recap the episode. I love Aris. Now, Aris was there on the beach or was there, at least it was his tribe, uh, somebody was medevaced out of his game uh, back in Panama, uh, very different circumstances, but we will talk with Aris about that and much more. Uh, There's really no better, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. 
Go, I was gonna say, and, and also Jessica Lee, our amazing race uh, expert, uh, will be joining us tomorrow for the voicemail show. In addition to not one but two survivor exit interviews, I was just gonna say, like, they're really the two diametric spectrums of like where you want to be when you're medevac. You know, the worst is poop caught in stomach, and the best is like I want a challenge, and then like I collapse from giving too much to the game. You know, like. Caleb may have like the best medevac ever in terms of just like he like rolls the ball up, pulls out the victory and falls over. And Bruce uh, probably has the worst. Were you surprised with Caleb that they made the call so quickly that he would not, he would not be returning to the game? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess once they got the chopper, but like, you know, something must have been going on with his blood pressure, right? He must have really been like, like going down. I mean, you know, the, the comparison obviously is Russ Swan or a similar thing where they had to pull him to give him like the fluids he needed. I mean, this was had this had to be more extreme than that. And I'm really curious to hear what Jeff has to say about it tomorrow, because, you know, they, they didn't get a chopper that time. You know, like, what is the chopper doing that they can't do there? You know, there's got to be like that's that's pretty nuts. Well, I think at the point where he's not responding to the treatment that they're administering on the beach, I think that's where they bring uh, the chopper in to either take him to a hospital. And I'm not sure exactly if you even know, you know, how just what the travel time is from the hospital. Um, I've heard that from uh, others, you know, uh, Liz, that they that they have to go to the capital of Cambodia. I have no. Do you have any sort of idea the logistics of that? So there's there's a city. I mean, I'm sure like for Liz, I know that she had to get like surgery, right? Because she had like a staph infection. So she probably had to go to like a really big hospital in Phnom Penh, the capital, which is like kind of far away. But there's like a city that's not too far. It would have been a pretty quick chopper ride. Um, you know, like I don't know. I, I, you know, choppers are fast. Half hour, I have no idea. Um, but but uh that that would probably have had, you know, basic medical care. Because I've always thought that the typical survivor protocol is if you have to miss a tribal council, then they're going to pull you from the game. But I feel like that in the past, uh, even like in the Russell Swan evacuation, they took Russell Swan from the game, but they didn't say Russell Swan is out. They told both the tribes, "Okay, come to tribal council tonight and we'll let you know what's going on with Russell Swan. I thought that was interesting in this instance that either it was so serious what was going on with Caleb or maybe there's been some sort of a change to the rules. Yeah, I don't think we've I don't think anyone has ever left the game, like physically been removed from the beach and then been allowed to return in any like ever. I I feel like that there's been times when people have been uh, bandaged up and brought back into the game. I'd be hard pressed to come up with that example off the top of my head. What about I, feel- I mean, the closest is like Missy, right? On um, Survivor. Well, she didn't even ever she- leave the beach. Yeah, but she I do, a splint. But, I do feel yeah. like there are times when they say, okay, we're going to keep this person behind or we're going to look at this person and it's sort of like up in the air whether or not they're going, much like uh, what Jennifer said at Tribal Council a couple of weeks ago, but it's up in the air as to whether or not they're going to come back and there's a lot of like hand-wringing back at camp. I don't know, are they coming back? Are they not coming back? This was just straight out, okay, yeah. he's, go- he's done. Say goodbye to Caleb. We're pulling him. Once you're in the chopper, you're, you're gone. You're gone. It's never okay. happened before. Yeah. So a, uh, a huge uh, dramatic moment, everything uh, with, with Caleb. I mean, at, just to have every, to have three people at once and, and one from medical, each tribe. Yeah. <laughs> one from each tribe. It's, I mean, it's really uncanny how that ultimately broke down. Now, Steven, did you feel like that the challenge I've been reading from people of that? The challenge was, uh, was, was the challenge itself, was there anything in the design of what they were doing that seemed like this was going to be a problem? 
Are you saying people are saying they should have known the challenge was going to be like this? Yeah, I've seen people, people are saying infuriating. Or- people, people, stop, stop it, stop it, stop this. Like after, I mean, who am I? I'm, I'm just about to indict myself. After the fact, it's easy to say what you should have done, which is of course the entire premise of this podcast. After the fact, it's easy to say what you should have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, of course, afterwards you're like, oh my gosh, that challenge, obviously. But they could have easily run that challenge, and this wouldn't have happened. You know, I mean, it's not so obvious until you see it that 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 like having a you know a digging challenge is going to gas out so people so so brutally. Of course, now that we've seen it, we can say, well, digging and you're in the sand and it's so hot. So like, yeah, we know now. But I I totally disagree with that. I thought you know, there's no way to know. You know, we hear all the time about how Survivor's not hard enough, and then suddenly there's this insanely brutal challenge. The medical team and the production team respond perfectly that their act is so together they they do this like breathtaking you know triage caretaking of three contestants you know and 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 pull one from the game and then people are like oh they should have known no you there's no way you can know it's like splitting the votes see there's just no way you can know in advance i i agree there was nothing about this challenge where going in if you would have looked at this challenge that oh wow this is a brutal challenge that i could never i could never do this i mean i'm sure that when the dream team ran this challenge the part of finding the the bags full of balls uh, how long could it have taken when the dream team ultimately did it? Now, maybe they're fully hydrated and then maybe the, the conditions had been so bad back at camp where because all three teams struggled for, I yeah. mean, it's a 45 minutes had elapsed. But I don't think that there's anything inherently about, you know, find some bags of balls in a sand circle that sounds like it's going to be excruciating. Yeah. And, you know, Dalton Ross tweeted, you know, how, it, you know, digging is like shockingly exhausting and then you don't really just sitting in that baking sun, you know, is totally exhausting and wears you out and it's humid and the humidity is too, is, is it too? And, and probably part of the issue for all of these contestants is that they're not properly hydrated going into it. So just like, you know, I mean, it's hard in this insane heat, in this crazy humidity to stay hydrated enough. Um, so, but there's just no way to gauge that, you know, like Caleb looked fine and then suddenly he collapses um, but there's just no way. Yeah. It was, you don't know how long it's going to take for them to, like, it seemed like it took them a disproportionately long time to find those balls. Yeah. I don't know if it was just such a big surface area. I don't know how, how far down those balls, uh, are buried, uh, out there, but it did seem like everybody, I don't know if you, if you needed to do it. It's just, I, I don't think there was any way to predict that this was going to happen other than to say, maybe they did it at midday where the sun was really at its apex, Right. Uh, and it was really coming down on everybody. But you could speak so much um, to those conditions, Stephen. Just just how unbearable is it? I saw that you tweeted tonight uh, about how uh, the conditions out there don't even translate to TV. Yeah, it's true. You know, you, you just like you see them struggling. You see them dragging. You see it's hot. And, you know, we've all been super hot in our lives. But just like, you know, there's a level where you, the adrenaline gets going. You're in this challenge. You're baking and you don't even like realize how hot it is. And then like suddenly it hits you and you're like, oh, my God, like I'm dying out here. Like you've been sort of like worked up, you know, trying to push through a challenge. And then suddenly it's just like you you're just completely like it, it hits you like you lose all your energy. You're sluggish. You know, um, we certainly had you know, we had uh, it was they were there in April. I think this is April for them or March when it's basically like the hottest it can possibly be in Cambodia. We were there, you know, two months later and it was still insanely hot, you know, easily over a hundred degrees and so humid. 
and you know it was it was like you know we were just just existing in that heat was was painful so the fact that these guys are out there you know shirts off for an hour digging i can't even imagine you know like how difficult it must have been for them to go through um we we did you know we had the endless discussion like is it better is the heat better or is the rain better i i, I don't know i, I guess i had still i probably take the heat. what would you say heat or the heat, rain heat no question yeah i take the heat not even close you can go in the shade in the heat you, you know yeah. if you don't Except have a they tarp caleb uh, couldn't go in the shade yeah. Um, Steven, let me float out a uh, sort of a wacky theory. You tell me if there's any legitimacy to this. Do you think that multiple players may have thrown in the towel during that challenge? Looking at the reward, which is not that stellar of a reward. It was coffee and spices, things that you could obviously get by without. Do you think that multiple players on all of the tribes across the board was like, it's not worth it. I'm not going to kill myself here. I'll let the other teams do it. And maybe there were so many players out there that were just saying, okay, let me just go through the motions here. I'm not going to kill myself that it just made the challenge last forever because all the teams weren't trying their hardest the entire time. I bet that's probably true. I mean, I bet probably each team had a few people who were pushing themselves because they wanted to win and they cared about winning. But you know, I don't even think it's necessarily like a rational choice. Like, Oh yeah. Like that, prize is not worth my effort now i more think it's like a diffusion of responsibility where you're like i can just sort of sit here and maybe not kill myself Look i'm busy. dying yeah and that's what alicia was doing right when she was like kicking the sand around <laughs> like i mean how ridiculous that was so silly like she was literally just like kicking sand like there's no way the bag is on that top layer of sand that you're like kind of kicking yeah. And especially once the big prize was won, especially once the brains tribe had won, I wonder just how much that both the brawn tribe and the beauty tribe might've been just saying like, all right, come yeah. on guys, just, just can salt? Some, yeah. just win, just win for salt and pepper. It was like the biggest, uh, overexertion of energy for the least amount of reward to ultimately be winning for that second place challenge. I mean, I wonder, could, uh, could a team have just thrown in the towel there? I just don't think an entire team would. I think, you know, these survivor contestants, there's always some who are like super competitive who are never going to give up like that. I mean, let's just go back. Let's go back to Survivor Philippines when there's a reward challenge uh, with sandwiches on the line. And after a stalemate of so long, Penner and Scoopin sort of negotiate this uh, peace treaty where they say like, so what do you say? We just uh, split the sandwiches and uh, Penner's uh, and Scoopin is like, uh, give us all your rice. Uh, and they did it. They negotiated a truce. They didn't finish out the challenge. I mean, could could they have walked away from the challenge at the point where it comes down to second place? It's like, what are we doing out here? Yeah. And the other two thing, too, is like if you're on day like 12 or whatever, you know, a swap is coming soon. Um, so why are you, you know, like I could swap on to the to the spices tribe and off of the no spices. Tribe. Yeah, you I really would do that. To, I would stand yeah. up and say, Jeff, Jeff, let's let's. I mean, no, Jeff you would, would hate not. Jeff. I would. would I would do that. do that. I would do that in front I, of everybody. Be good, you'd be like, I'd be I'm the a good wuss. guy. I'd be the good guy. No, but, yeah, but like, everybody would love me for that. People oh would love God. me for that. Not say, the, oh, thank not the, God, not the, Rob, yeah. you said something. Not Andrew Savage. No, Jeff Probst would not love me, but but all the other contestants would love me for that. 
I would say I would have saved Caleb for, for instead kept him in the Scott game. Scott would not that. would not go for that. You, that's not a championship team move. That is not a championship team move. You're right. Uh, he would not, and he would not love me probably under any circumstances. All right. So you brought up the you brought up. Uh, well, let's talk through Caleb first, and then we'll and then we'll uh, talk Alicia because that leads into the second book. All right. So. I saw you tweet uh, or uh, responding on Twitter about this, uh, the card that was put up on the screen about how Caleb oh, yeah. is, has recovered and he is hoping to play the game again. Did you feel like that was signaling in some way? Oh, yeah, I totally did. I mean, the first you had that and then his fun, the last words of his final words were, I can't wait to play this again. I mean, I totally think they were like setting it up for him to return. I agree. Um, yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, like, I would I would want to see him. It's interesting, actually. I was thinking about the, the Caleb edit because, like, he was getting a total hero edit throughout. And you often see, and again, like, producers hate it when we talk about edits, which is why I want to do it so much. Um, you often see, <laughs> you know, the, the medevacs get these kind of, like, zero edit where, like, you don't really see their alliances. You don't really see their strategy because it doesn't ever play out. It doesn't really have a role or impact on the game. Um you know, you never saw Joe Dowdle making deals, but here we saw a lot of Caleb. <laughs> I knew he had deals going on with Sydney. He did have uh, Sydney, yeah, Spencer, uh, the original Spencer. Um, he, he, uh, uh, you know, he, you know, because they never. So, but Caleb, we see, we, we had an alliance with Ty. Is like a whole bromance thing with Ty. You know, he's got this other thing happening with with um, Anna. And uh, it's like then suddenly like, boom, that it's all disappeared. I was so interesting how much time that he was given. Well, I would love to hear from you, Stephen, if we're going to sort of like uh, play this out. How did Caleb's game ultimately? So Caleb is robbed of the chance to finish that game. How do you think it ultimately would have played out had everything pushed forward? We know, okay, we can assume that still Alicia would be voted out at the second tribal council. Caleb would be in continuing with the beauty tribe as part of the six person group, which is going to be split now into two tribes, presumably next week. How do you think Caleb would move on from here? Uh, Merge boot. So he would be so basically that this medevac uh, robbed him of another six days in the game. <laughs> probably so. It's right. Like Caleb's the guy who's like, he's not, he's a, like a great athlete, obviously, you know, got a lot of charm to him, super compelling. Uh, uh, and that's why he's not going to the end. I could see him going a little bit further than just the typical merge boot because he's in the numbers and in power with the numbers. So you would presume that the beauty tribe, no matter what the configuration is going to be, you would think that they would have a numbers advantage in whatever group, like unless there was some sort of like wacky thing where five people from the beauty tribe end up on one tribe and he's in the, or like four and two and that he's somebody, okay, let's pick him off. But that would, that would also mean that the brains and the brawn tribe were working together, which that seems unlikely. So I do think that he would probably be in the majority at the merge, especially if that women's alliance and him and Ty and even Nick, who it seems like they don't love, but I feel like that they could have stuck together. I think that they would have been able to, uh, I think he would have gone further than the merge boot. I, I don't think he would win, uh, but I do think that he would be at least a few more votes after the merge boot. I, you know what? Like, I worry that he's an LJ, you know, uh, which is the you know, the most heartbreaking thing to well, be. Well, that's the biggest compliment you could give somebody. <laughs> um no you know like the beauty tribe and 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 bbb1 was uh yeah, they really were all together you know they they were one of the dominant tribes pre-merge and then they kind of you know fell apart and some sort of like goofy brawn guy ended up taking it on and 
and and, and Rob, I'm going to tell you right now, I see the same thing happening this season. I think it's going to be Jason or Sydney. Jason or Sydney, you feel like you're calling your shot as a winner? The other two that I think have a possibility are Michelle and Anna, but not Michelle really even. Maybe Anna or Michelle. Those are the only other two I think have a possibility. But again, like, or Ty, or Ty. So I, my, my shot is not really called. Okay, you've really been, you've named half the people on the show. Five people. The one of those five. Yeah. I thought five I was I, I was going to come out here with a more The thing is, all right, we'll, we'll get we'll get into we'll talk about Jason okay. in a little bit. Well, let's start Okay, so then let's get into Jason and let's start to talk through Alicia because you mentioned how that really there was this altercation that happened during that first challenge, which has really been an ongoing story throughout the season where she was kicking the dirt around or kicking the sand around and and sort of being a and being a cheerleader and uh Scott and Jason, I'm not sure I want to make sure I attribute the quotes properly, but saying like uh keep being a cheerleader that's all you're good at uh and there was a uh you know uh shut the hell up uh basically uh, you know we do this right after the show i don't have the exact quotes in front of me but uh those were the things to that effect i know people are very upset about the way that she was spoken to tonight steven uh let's start to talk through uh the down the ballad of alicia's final night on survivor the what the about the ballad the ballad of alicia shut the f up and dig i believe uh, was the quote, which is uh, just only slightly better than Dig Woman. <laughs> Here's the thing about Alicia. Like, I definitely think that Scott and Jason have treated her badly. And I think that they have been snappy with her and dismissive of her and rude to her, you know. But Alicia kind of seems pretty annoying, too. She, uh, the whole watch the your sand, mouth, Steven. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like the kicking the sand thing, like right after the challenge, they go back to camp. Who's the one who starts the altercation? Alicia is. She she starts in on Scott about something he said. And, you know, I don't think anyone is behaving well. I don't think Scott and Jason are behaving well. And I don't think Alicia is behaving well. And, and I'm, I'm going to write about this in my blog, but like, you know, I think you see Scott and Jason snapping at her a lot. And like even today, like Jason like snapped at her and like removed himself from the situation, right? He got he gets up and walks away because he's like, I'm I'm behaving badly. And you know, I myself have been on on certain survivor tribes with people who are infuriating and they come all like, you know, Sierra Reed and uh Abby Maria. Uh, with me, and, your dad. Yeah. <laughs> And they come off, and especially Sierra comes off as like this like belittled underdog because mm-hmm. you you only see when people get fed up and snap at her. You know, you don't right. see the other twenty three hours of the day when she's infuriating because that doesn't translate as well to television. Just like the little annoyances that add up over the course of you know nine days, and so you just see. And I'm not excusing the way Scott and Alicia are behaving because it's bad as people and it's bad. Condemn as them, Stephen. Condemn them. Yeah. All right. I, I think it's it's bad humanity, right? To just be so nasty to not give her a name to belittle her constantly. Disavow them, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's bad strategy because what if they get to a swap or emerge? You know, what if they? Well, don't you lose didn't say challenge? I disavow. Do you disav- Do you disavow them or not? <laughs> do I do disavow them? Okay. I've disavowed them. Previously, I, I tweeted out a disavowal. I've always this, you know, years ago when they gave me their support, yes. I disavowed them. Um, but, but, uh, the, uh, you know, I, it's, they're, they're all bad. And that's the thing about Survivor. It's like everyone is on their worst behavior. Yeah. No, uh, those guys did a really bad job with Alicia that I, I have no doubt Alicia is annoying. Those guys did a bad job with how they handle it. Uh, let me, that, 
again, nobody, these people don't come to me for uh, survivor training before uh, they go out there. I think that this is the way you have to handle this person on Survivor without because because you're going to come off looking really bad. And I know so many people are upset with Scott and Jason uh, tonight. You have to be about Alicia that you, you have to make her look bad. Um, you can't be letting you be the one who looks bad because people are always going to feel bad for the person that got picked on. Who's the bully? You have to sort of handle Alicia like Alicia. God love her. You know, you have to sort of like, just like, let it be like, uh, say like, uh, she's doing her best out there, but, uh, you know what you, I want you to go back on survivor with Abby Maria and I want you to maintain that, that, Oh, Abby just doing her best out here. Just, 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 yeah, it's just not possible. And you know, you have that quote, that quote from Scott where he's like, we're trying to help where we're really are. And it's so funny. Like we said the same thing about Abby so many times where like people would like literally try to have these interventions with her and be like, Abby, like stop doing the things you're doing. And you know, then suddenly like people are being mean to Abby and not handling her well. And it's like, Ah! Yeah, you see, they have to be like, and again, this is not either of their personalities. It's it's hard when you know when you play when you play professional basketball. Like this approach does not it does not work. You like you you can't be sort of like a you know the thing that really helped us get over the hump in that challenge. I think it has to be those words of encouragement from Alicia. I think that she really when she kicked that dirt around in the in the course. <laughs> I think that was really. I think that really just uh, inspired our team to win. Yeah, no, look, I, I agree that that's the way to play it. Like yeah. In a, in a vacuum, <laughs> as a great strategic play, that is the correct move. And a TV so, like, play, a media play. That's, a, that's a, more so than gameplay. More I so wonder, than- though, if like they in that moment think like we're going to come off so right and Alicia's going to watch this back. Because you, you don't know, you know, yeah. like you and especially when you're in your own head, you know, you only see things from your perspective. Everyone is the hero of their own story, Rob. Everybody's the hero. And the people who are out there on the reality show always think the person that that is annoying to them will be annoying to the viewer at home when yeah, always exactly. 100% of the time, the person who is the outcast, the person who is being picked on, the person who's being bullied, that is always the person that the audience will identify with. And the yes. audience is always going to be on the side of that person. And Unfortunately for Jason and Scott, that they don't are they they aren't able to realize that, and they also do a terrible job. I also disavow their treatment of Alicia tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about in <laughs> So it was a weird night, also in terms of the edit. I was like, are we going to get a second medevac from the game? Because we didn't have a lot of time left. And ultimately, uh, we had the second challenge. Did you think that was a throw of that challenge for the Braun tribe there, knowing that the swap was around the corner? I definitely thought that they, I don't know if it was a full throw, but they, I think they were going to like let Alicia hang herself, basically. You know, I think that they were going to sort of like give her enough, you know, just basically like they weren't going to help her out. You know, and if she could pull it out, like then she deserves to be there. But if she can't, then she's going home and that's on her. And so I think it's like a half throw. Don't half you throw. agree? Similar to the Bayon tribe on the Monica vote? Exactly. That is exactly right. The Bayon tribe with Monica. Like, yeah, fine. If we lose, that's great. But if we don't lose, like, that's fine, too. Um, and I think it's the right move for them, you know? And, and if anything, maybe they should have more aggressively thrown, right? Because Jason and Scott, like, Alicia literally says to them before the challenge, I can't wait to tell a swap or a merge to turn on you. Yeah. And, like, when, when someone says that to you, you're like, 
Well, okay. maybe we'll just take this chance to vote you out. Yeah, I mean, strategically, uh, those guys did the correct thing strategically. I'm not sure if the other, tra- like, I don't know if there's any negative repercussions in terms of, the, like, strategically. I, there will be negative repercussions in terms of social media and how they're perceived going forward. But I don't know if there's any, like, I'm not sure if the other teams overheard any of the things that they said. Like, they could just move on, merge or swap after this and say, oh, my God, you have no idea. Alicia was so annoying. And nobody will have any ill feelings towards them. And I don't even think in terms of social media. Like, I think with, like, it's always the last thing people see. You know, it's like, I think people are outraged now. But if in the next six days, Scott and Jason are awesome and kind and you know, one thing totally can switch your opinion. You know, if we, if the last thing we'd seen of Jason was him being supportive and helpful to Sydney, suddenly we'd be like, wow, Jason is the nicest human and we were also right. wrong about him. It's a good point. While Stephen and I have both disavowed the treatment of <laughs> Scott and Jason, of it's almost, it was almost anti-Robin Stephen behavior, you yeah. could even say, yeah. that, they, that they both uh, did against Alicia. They do have, I will say that they do have a second chance, much like Stephen Fishback did. They do have a second chance because now Alicia is gone. She's gone. She's not on the jury. They have a chance to show us how they behave with the other players in the game. So when they get to emerge and say they're on a tribe with Michelle, how do they treat her? They're on a, they're on a tribe with Aubrey. How do they react to her? So I think they do have a second chance to perhaps make an impression on this audience. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's, it's, it's on the other players and it's on the audience. I mean, I actually think maybe one of the worst things they did was at the challenge when they were sort of dismissive of Alicia, you know, after they lost the immunity challenge and Alicia sort of like going off and then, you know, they're like, uh, there she is again. Or like, it wasn't, she wasn't even going off. Right. She just said, um, you know, I screwed up. And I thought that was just, I thought again, like that was like, she just, Alicia was maybe being self-pitying for a second and then they, they like jumped down her throat. And right. I think that probably was representative of both. She was a scapegoat on that tribe. They had to have somebody to blame. She was just sort of like the, you know, the, uh, the family dog that was getting uh, kicked. Right. Not that we do that to our dog and we never have, but <laughs> right. uh, I disavowed dog kicking as well. Yeah. But she was just the person who was just like the punching bag on that tribe. And now that she's gone and now they have nobody else, she, they don't have her to blame anymore. So anything yeah. that happens from now on is going to be on those guys. It's uh, that scapegoat is gone. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. I mean, I feel bad for Alicia, too, because I do think that so much of how you act is is in life and in the game is determined by how the people act around you. So the fact that she didn't even fit in from the start, you know, we talked about this before. Um, you know, had Alicia been on the beauty tribe, not only would she maybe doing have done better, but I think she would have behaved differently. Yeah. Let's talk about it from the Alicia perspective. I know a lot of people, there's a lot of sympathy right now. A lot of people are on her side. Do you have anything to say in the positive or in the negative about the way that she played these last three days of her game? I mean, I think she definitely, you know, she had a lot of heart, you know, I think she, you know, she, she worked hard when she, when she needed to, you know, she, she, really pushed herself to start that fire. You know, she, she hustled with Sydney, uh, you know, when Jen came to her, she jumped on board with Jen. You know, I think she was someone who never had a shot with this group, but still left at every opportunity she could to, to improve herself. You know, maybe temperamentally, she was just never, you know, she stirred up confrontations when she didn't need to. Probably. She certainly participated in them. You know, apparently Jeff said she was on, she was on brawn because, she what was it what did he say like why did jeff say she he was, said he was, you're he was on brawn because we know that you don't take any crap from people you don't take any lip 
which I is thought was a, ironic. Brawny comic. <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't take any any lip except from the tattoo artist who uh, tattoos the inside <laughs> of her lip. That, and to, from yeah. that person, she does take lip. Yeah. <laughs> um, she would you say that that's the quality of brawn? I guess so. I guess so. You is say it? I that's mean, brawn. I mean, the I, fact what, that what she is, stood up to. I mean, she did not back down to a seven foot tall, but that's like, uh, you that's know, like huge hulking brawn. guy. That's I would have like backed down guts. That's like the guts tribe, you know, yeah. like that's like not the brawn. Like brawn is a very brawn is a word with a meaning. It has a definition, right? If Scott said any of those things to me, I probably would have just like, uh, you know, rolled up into a ball and cried. So that's Alicia like the is a hardy courage try. Maybe like courage. Maybe that's the next season. The <laughs> wizard of Oz season. Yes. Brains versus heart versus courage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Okay. So then, uh, Steven, uh, just, uh, just hypothetically throwing yeah. it out there for Sydney, any sort of, was there a- any sense enforcing a two, two tie with, uh, no, with Alicia? Terrible. Okay. I, you know, I, you know, I think Sydney's coming off really well, but it was pretty funny when Alicia was like, you go get him, Sid. Like she gave her like empowering farewell. And then Sydney was like, yep, peace. Yep. Got yep. it. You I know, do think that was she was like, a little bit when Jeff was asking, like, we could do tribal right now if you guys want. And Scott's like, yo, Jason's like, yo. And uh, Sydney's like, mm, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I felt like she's a little sheepish about it. Um, Good for Alicia, though, for not agreeing to that, you know, for not. For not pulling the pose lead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good for her. But did you feel like that Jeff was, was game to do it? Yeah, He just had a lot. You know, he's like, we got the drama for this episode. We're good. We're good. Yeah, I think Jeff is like, boy, I, I know it's like 850 right now. We could yeah, really exactly. save some time if we just did tribal council right now. Come, come here, Alicia. Let me give you a neck rub. Uh, we could do this yeah. right here, right now. This has got to be the first time ever that there was no strategy at camp between the challenge and uh, tribal council. I will say, well, even going back to uh, Survivor Cambodia, where it was like that they left right from the challenge. Like, this is probably the first time that they went back to camp and we didn't yeah, see it. Didn't like, there have right, been other right, times right. that they've gone directly from the challenge to yeah. tribal. But this is the first time that we didn't see a second of the footage. Yeah. What do They're you like, think went on back there? What do you think that they were doing back at camp? Uh, yeah. Do you think <laughs> do you think Alicia tried? Do you think she like went to Sydney and was like, we can this is our shot. Uh, uh, I suspect not. I suspect that she probably, and we'll ask her in the exit interview tomorrow. They probably uh, just hung out by the shelter. Yeah. She and, was probably like, well, you know what? If you guys aren't going to, if you guys are all going to vote me out, you know, screw you. I'm just going to, you know, yeah. hang out. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe she did. Maybe she scrambled like a mofo, but I, I, I sense that we would have seen something if she did. And even at tribal council, you know, like everyone was kind of like, yeah, we're done. And I, I, pre- <laughs> I appreciated that. Jeff was like, it's you. It's you tonight, Alicia, right? Yeah, Jeff like, didn't was, even try to sell that there was like a possibility of somebody else. Yeah. It, is Alicia an all-star, Steven? We're all all-stars. <laughs> We're all the right On a more answer. literal level, probably not. She has a lot of fans. She has a lot of support. I really like, I, you know what? I was rooting for Alicia. I was rooting for Alicia. I thought she was going to be the person who like undid the, you know, like the, the glue in the ointment, the fly in the ointment. Yeah, or, no, she uh, did. She was Jason sort of being Sydney. set up to get that edit of that. Okay. Just like when those guys are saying to her, you know, you are, uh, you are gone. And, and it did seem like it was sort of a little bit like a, like a Chekhov's threat to her, uh, that it was going to be at some point, she was going to come back and be the undoing of these guys. Yeah. I, I thought it was like an Aaron Lobdell thing where like Alicia's going to like get to the end and kind of be, you know, the, there at the finale. But, 
uh, that confessional from Jason, where he got to explain the reason he was so mean to Alicia was to inspire his daughters at home. A didn't really, didn't really, didn't really work for me. But B, he's making it to the end, and that even maybe like the like he's definitely getting to the end in my mind based on that quote because like when someone is kind of a bullish jerk and you give them the chance to explain why they're a bullish jerk and it's like to inspire their like daughters and teach them to be strong. Like that to me is we're trying to mitigate this for, for this guy is making it to the end and okay. maybe even winning. What do you think, Rob? <sighs> Winners edit. <laughs> I I have I did not see that same winner that I will I will look for that. Uh I have been a uh I feel like that Jason is a fascinating character on the show. And uh, I know that a lot of people disagree with me about this, but I am glad that he is on the show uh because I think that he is bringing a lot of uh a lot of interest uh to this season. I know a lot of people uh dislike him and even though I have disavowed his behavior uh tonight, I do think that he is an interesting strategic figure moving forward and it'll be interesting to see how much the other teams want to work with him moving forward. So I don't think he's in a great spot, but you know, we have always talked about the intentional Matt Singh. Will these guys be a target once we get into the two tribes? No, I think Braun is in a great place strategically. Uh, You know, I think we've seen a lot of fractions on the other two tribes that are ready to explode, certainly on the brains tribe. Uh, And then on the beauty tribe today, you saw with Ty saying, you know, well, now it's like the girls versus us. You know, like I think maybe some of us assumed that he had a bond with the girls based on like a, like a few scenes in that first episode, but uh, he doesn't seem to think so. And um, I'm willing to say that I'm, I think Jason's going to be a finalist so much that I'm willing to put the knowing, knowing his know it all's trophy on the line. Rob, are you willing to accept that as a bet or is that not that interesting? Or should we See, wait it's, an, it's extremely interesting to me. I will I will take that bet for a variety of reasons. One, I have nothing to lose because I'm nothing not to lose. Know it all. Are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, and two, uh, just um, mathematically, it's it's a great uh, you know you're that there's 13 people left in the game. A guy with a uh, a big target on his back. I feel like if you're saying he's going to be in the, in the final, based three, on that confessional where he talked about his daughters and that's why he's a bully. I'm saying he's making it to the end. Steven's the best. Know it all. Severe gastrointestinal distress won't affect Wait a second. Steven's the best. Know this isn't all. the song I know. That's the 2016 version. Oh my God. I much prefer the 2015 version. Uh, no, I, Steven, no, I, I wouldn't normally do this. Maybe this makes me not the knowing is know it all. I feel like you've made such a lopsided bet. That you have picked one person to go to the final three. <laughs> yeah, all I've right. had to all I've had to do is bet that you're wrong. Right. Um. Right. Really, like uh, you should, I should be giving you odds or something. Or uh, we, you should have. It should be a competition between my horse and your horse. Yeah. Uh. And so, so you want me to pick a winners edit person, and then do so you, you have? Go you know, we don't, need to, we don't need to work this out right now. We can we can finesse the details. But do you have someone who you think is going to do better than Jason? Hmm. Better better than Jason and, and a head to head. Boy, uh, I don't know off the off the top of. No, well, we can we can we can talk about. It. Yeah, but I, I okay, but but all right. So the die is cast. Yeah. Okay. All That's right. My pony. Yeah. Well, right. we have until the end of the show to to finesse this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's take some questions, Stephen. Why don't you get us kicked off with one from David Silverberg? Oh, I didn't even see the. Da- oh, there it is. Um, David Silver Daniel Silverberg wants to know, Stephen. You talk a lot about the winners edit. Is there such a thing as a medevac edit? This is something we were just talking about at the start of the show. Caleb kind of getting an unusual edit for a medevac because medevacs often get that sort of strategic list uh, edit 
Um, uh, maybe that's not true, actually. You know, uh, certainly Bruce had some a lot of strategy. Penner had a lot of strategy in uh, in uh, was sixteen. Um, yeah, I mean, but Penner was in, involved in a big, uh, you know, kerfuffle early on, uh, that third episode yeah. of that season, uh, where he fights with Sari is one of my favorite episodes of the show of all time. Uh, I think that, you know, sometimes people are just involved in things. I mean, to say that yeah. there's a medevac edit, it would be like, boy, there's nothing going on with this person, but we're seeing a lot of them. I feel like that maybe what happened with Caleb might be a medevac edit because Caleb, uh, did not go to tribal council once. I mean, he really got yeah. a lot of airtime for a guy who was not involved in any sort of strategic decision other than the women bringing him in and saying, Hey, like he was involved in, uh, basically this friendship with Ty and we saw a lot and it was good TV, but that for Caleb, I mean, there was no part of the story that was a payoff to, we didn't need to see the women bringing Caleb into the tribe because they were never going to go to a tribal council with him. Yeah. But I don't know. Again, like some, some medevacs, you know, you don't see a lot of them. And I think, you know, and this is where the producer's point comes into play where they show the things that happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like I do think that people who make it to the end and certainly the winners get more crafted edits than most people. But for the most part, they show the things that happen. They're going to show it when people are heroic and they're going to show it when they're louds. And um, Papa Smurf did not get a lot of airtime before his medevac. Uh, no, uh, oh, was he? Yeah. Um, Mike Barassi he, did not get a lot of airtime right. before. And Terry his, uh, got, got some airtime. Terry had a kind of like similar edit to Caleb, maybe a little bit less airtime where he, you know, was a, a force. You know, he had that like conversation with Abby on the beach. You know, you saw him being sort of inspirational. You know, he talked to Spencer, um, but then kind of just, you know, wasn't really a part of the of the driving strategy of the season. But he also wasn't a part of the driving strategy of the season in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that what we're looking for is when they're showing us people, when they could be showing us other things, but they're showing us people for a certain reason that doesn't have anything to do. That's not critical information that we need to know. Yeah. And maybe and and maybe this is less a a having to do with the injury, but more setting up potentially if they want Caleb to return. They really liked what they were getting from him out there. They want to make sure that we have something, you know, enough uh, to sink our teeth into to see him want to come back. I, I totally agree with that. I, I totally agree um, that that it's, you know, you, 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 they liked him as a character and, and maybe there's a level to which, you know, they want to present him as a compelling character to, to who's worth who's worth uh, seeing again in the future. OK, let's take one from Kelly or from, from sorry, from Kerry, who said, uh, is anyone surprised at how much they'll miss Beast Mode? I guess this, this is, is really for the viewers. For Stephen, yeah. have you been surprised at how much you will miss Beast Mode Cowboy? <laughs> well, I, as you know, I don't have any history, Rob. So this is this is really for you. Yeah. Well, I would say that I probably uh, completely as as per usual, I was uh, pretty wrong with uh, I, I really thought that Beast Mode Cowboy Caleb was going to come into this season and was going to have like a John Rocker type run. I really thought that he was going to be a caustic personality. Uh, I thought that he was not going to get along with his tribe. I thought that he was going to be, uh, be prickly and really try to assert his will. He was none of those things. And uh, people, uh, you know, almost universally have really enjoyed watching him on this season. So I completely uh, got him wrong in uh, my prognostication of the season. He was on his best behavior. He was on his absolute yeah. best behavior. And it, you'd be hard pressed to say something negative about him in this season. 
Yeah, I thought, you know, not, I don't have any motivation. I've, I mean, any, um, you know, history with him. I don't have any, like, you know, biases or past, past, uh, awareness of him, but I, I loved him. I was looking forward to him playing. You know, I thought he, he brought a lot of like great energy and spirit. You know, I, I and, uh, I was excited to see him continue. Okay. All right. Let's take another question. Uh, Johnny Horseman wants to know due to their inability to play the social game, is it safe to say that Scott and Jason cannot win? What do you think, Rob? Um, I would say that I believe Scott cannot win. Um, Jason is a different story. Again, with Jason, we have seen him be pretty horrible to one person. To one person. We have not seen him be, and that's what I've said in talking about Jason, that all of the, all of these things that he has done and said have been all directed at one person. Where as we go along, you know, uh, just to compare him to Russell Hans, Russell Hans talks about like these, these dumbass girls, uh, you know, this person, like, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's mean about a number of different people. Right. We don't hear Jason talking negatively about Sydney or Jennifer or even Darnell. So that why, while I have disavowed everything he said about Alicia, I need to see him be that way to multiple people before we could say that he cannot win the game. Once we see this as a pattern, then he cannot, he cannot win. And the other thing is, you know, to say he's like incapable of playing the social game, you know, he's been in the driver's seat for, you know, Braun tribe has gone to tribal council, you know, three out of the four tribal councils. And, you know, Jason has been not just in the majority alliance, but probably the, the key decision maker, if not, you know, at least one of the key decision makers every single time. So he's obviously doing something right socially, yeah. right? Like being playing. I mean, he's being a jerk and there's a lot of bad repercussions for that. But, you know, the social game comes down to building and maintaining alliances and he's doing that. Mm hmm. Sydney has not been saying about Jason. He's getting on my last nerve. I think that Jennifer may have felt like Jennifer she didn't, did she, say that she didn't, she didn't love, she didn't love him. Yeah. Uh, she was closer with Scott, but I don't think that she felt like that. He, he was uh, terribly disrespecting her. And maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah. I don't know if he's getting the winners at it, but I do think he's getting like the loser at the end. <laughs> I, you could certainly envision that scenario. So yeah. I, I would, I would buy your final three more than I would buy that. He was the winner and Scott, yeah. I don't believe that he has enough game to get yeah. to uh, the final three yeah. too big, and too big of a target. Once we get to the merge. Um, Superior Hominid wants to know second chance is merged at 13. Do you think next week is a swap or a merge? I think it's, I think we got to go to a swap here. I don't think yeah. we're going to merge on episode uh, five. Yeah, it's a swap. Swap. Okay. We're going to go down to two tribes, one with seven, one with six. Uh, Ground Scarecrow wants to know how would you rank uh, this medevac uh, compared to others that we've had? Steven, uh, do you have a uh, shorthand uh, listing of your <laughs> rankings of medevacs? I thought this is, you know what? Like, it's hard to remember the scoop and medevac in context. This has got to be, uh, other than that, it's, this has got to be the scariest moment, right? Just with so many people collapsing, you know, the entire, that shot where we see the entire production crew racing around, you know, like, the, how intense is that? They really just like, it wasn't even like they pulled back the curtain. It was like they dropped the curtain because they couldn't mm -hmm. hold it because they were like giving water to the Caleb, you know, like. It, it, just the intensity of that moment. Um, I thought this was great. I thought this has got to be, you know, certainly top two with the, with the scoop in one just being this, you know, iconic reality TV moment. 
Yeah, I would say the scoop in one was probably more dramatic. I think that the scoop in one, uh, the scoop in thing was national news. Of course, I'm, I'm talking about season two. The scoop in thing is national news. And I think that uh, he like it was just like, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a headline like it, like that was literally on the news. Yeah, uh, you will not turn on your local 11 o'clock news and they will not be talking about right. the number of medevacs on survivor and that, that had to be like the first time that ever happened too right where something right and so and this was the for the first time we were really seeing the reality of the show right. and we were really right. seeing medical come out so i think that that was because we didn't know what could happen here this we've seen other medevac scenarios yes. and and this was to You're a greater like degree with hands. everybody everybody going down at once and seeing so much of yeah. the, and so uh, we we got to see what an emergency really looks like on Survivor, but I think that the first one was probably just more shocking to our system, uh, and we didn't know what was going to happen. Yes, yes, I totally agree with that. Um, but I mean, among the other medevacs, like this has got to be, you know, and I think Russell Swan's one certainly for those for a moment, like t- quite mm-hmm. quite scary. But this really the big three. eclipses that, right? I think yeah. this eclipses the Russell Swan one. I don't think that's that's compared to that. You know, this is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, again, with the, uh, the Russell Swan one, you know, it, it was really Jeff's reaction to that where it's like Jeff thought that Russell Swan had died at that yeah, moment. Like yeah, he thought, yeah. you know, he, he was dying. Um, I think that, I don't know if maybe because we know Caleb is on Twitter and stuff like that. We know right. he is not, you know, that nothing serious has happened to him. So I don't know if that, you know, takes anything. Yeah, you're off probably it. right. That does, that does probably help, uh, help make, you know, less abate the, the impact, but it was a hugely dramatic. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're uh, nitpicking here. All right. And then, of course, the Colton one pulled at all of our hearts. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Well, we got another question, Stephen. Uh, John Clark wants to know, in addition to water, should Neil give them free ice cream after the challenge? <laughs> yes. Should Neil provide uh, three twins ice cream to all the contestants uh, after the show? Sure. Yeah. And to us. And to us. <laughs> and to us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What about Dave 22 XX? When Caleb inevitably returns, will Jeff refer to him as last name Reynolds or is that name already taken in Survivor lore? <laughs> Man, what a great the Reynolds versus Reynolds season. Who would not want to watch that? Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be great because uh, really, uh, if it was Reynolds that was in that carnival game, he would have wrapped that up quicker. Caleb wouldn't have had to be medevaced from the game. Yeah. Gosh. Wow. That would really be a I, I would. I've always wanted Reynolds to come back. I, you know, like he was my one of my favorites that season. Yeah, I, I thought I'm surprised that he never got the call, but I think that, uh, you know, he was on he was on an all star season. And I think that, um, you know, it's maybe that maybe for so season 36 uh, fans versus favorites too. Three. I'd heard a rumor that he'd gotten a call and like wasn't interested, which is kind of mind boggling to me. But um, everyone always says that they got a call and weren't interested when they didn't get a call. So uh, <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's highly sus. Who knows? It doesn't mean knows. Anything. All right, let's do a few more questions. Allison Snyder wants to know, do you think it's going to be brain versus beauty or are new alliances going to come together? Who would you like to see in an alliance together? That's a fun question, Rob. Okay. Uh, this will be very interesting to see where if there is, and again, we go back to this scenario that we've had, like in the uh, going back to Philippines, where if do, do the brawn, I'm sorry, do the brains and the beauty tribe, uh, both at both at five, do they look at each other as they are the superpowers yeah. and really that brawn tribe is in the middle? Are they the spoilers and they're going to have to pick a side ultimately? And let's see how they now. Is there some way to fairly divide it? I like would do you think that they'll keep them the same and just send like two brawn and one and one brawn to the other? Or do you think that they'll completely swap everybody out? 
I think they'll do a full swap. I think full they gotta swap. do the, the full random. I, yeah, I agree. Uh, in Philippines, they did basically, they sent just Malcolm to one tribe and Denise to one tribe. Now, there were two of them and they got whittled down to nothing and that had been like a clean sweep. So that was kind of like fitting in its way. But here, you know, Brains did lose one. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not the same. You know, there's three people on, on um, Braun now, not two. It's just not the same. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll see ultimately, you know, which group is going to want to work with Brian. I mean, really where it's going to be pretty interesting. I, you know, you get the sense that even though Nick is a little bit on the outs, I feel like that he probably would be best served to try to stay loyal to beauty right now. Uh, whereas it's that brains tribe that has that huge divide yeah. and Peter being the swing vote. Uh, so if it ends up with like two or three of the brains with some of the brawn people, I think that's going to be the much more explosive group. I'm really happy. You know, I know Peter got a lot of flack last week um, for being for how, for how arrogant he, he came off. Um, but, you know, he's I, I like Peter. I like him as a character. I think he's a fun character on TV. Um, you know, he's obviously great with the carnival game. So I, I hope I hope this uh, gives him a reprieve. OK, we'll see what happens with uh, with Peter. Uh, Blade Blur X. For the most obvious boot in a long time, am I the only one who wished we could have seen everyone's confessionals? What's the deal today of hiding confessionals of the result when it's as clear as day? I think this was just a time thing. You know, I think there was just so much happening this episode. And you know, one thing I loved about this episode was how much the producers let it play out. You know, like we really saw that thing unfold. They didn't jump to a result. You know, they didn't like whitewash the kind of like mad scramble of it. Uh, I just thought they really kind of like let it happen. But anyway, I I didn't need to see, you know, Scott saying it's Alicia. Well, did they say it's Alicia or did they say things that probably Scott and Jason today might be glad they didn't show? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Look, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of wanted to see more confessionals from like the beauty tribe about. Yeah. Um, but good. It's an interesting question, though, because because, uh, you know, I think we all we all want to see like get in people's heads as much as possible. Okay. All right. What about uh, Austin Rhodes? Uh, do you guys think that the that the show is better uh, when? Do you guys think that the show is better when there's a medevac? I don't. Steven, do you like do you like the show better when there's a medevac? I don't think. I think everyone wants to see the game play out as much as possible. You know, I yeah. think everyone right. Like everyone wants to see the strategy. Yeah. Uh, what am I a sadist? Uh, <laughs> Golly G Weather Reports wants to know what do you guys think about Julia so far? Playing a very quiet game, but very strong. I feel like. Yeah, really another night. Uh, no real uh, yeah. confessional for her. Uh, anything of note from Julia? No. Did any of the beauty girls talk? Maybe Anna said something. Yeah, I will say this could be a hot take. Best survivor, Julia, Julia of all time. Are there others? There are others. There are others. Who, okay. Uh, oh, was that was, uh, the one on uh, caramel, the vanilla? <laughs> yeah. Was that she was... Uh... <laughs> all right and uh matt the golem last question do you think that scott and kyle didn't really throw the immunity challenge but they left alicia's fate in her own hands the old uh if she dies she dies well that's what i was saying before i totally think that don't you think that you know i have to go back and i have to rewatch it on the when i go and do my rewatch if uh to see what the level of exertion is on those people the, she like turns to them and is like can we sub out and they're like mm, no yeah so We'll say nobody yeah. hit the opposite target. That's the, that's the best I could say for those guys right now. <laughs> Steven, who got the fishy tonight? I mean, you know, uh, is it Jason? 
No, it's Dr. Joe. My God. Dr. Man Joe. Man saves three people's lives. I think that's fishy worthy. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's, a, that's always a, when you go off the board. That's always, uh, that's always pretty wild. That really Dr. Thr- Joe deserves, come on, come on. How great is Dr. Joe? He's really great. He's really great. Yeah, he's really great. Stephen, when you were out there, did they tell you to pay careful attention to like being extra hydrated? Yes. For, yeah. Yeah, they were definitely concerned. And, you know, watching this now, it makes sense. But certainly there was a sense of like, stay hydrated as much as you possibly can out here because it's like, it is the heat, but it's also the humidity that'll get you. And the reason that it's, it's the humidity is that you don't realize how dehydrated you're getting in the humidity, you know, because you're like, you feel moist all the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for anyone who. Yeah. That, that grossed out. All right, Stephen, is, is there a hashtag for this episode of the podcast? What about Wizard of Oz season? Wizard of Oz season or, or hashtag disavow? To hashtag disavow. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, because we have we have disavowed uh, that uh, very negative behavior, which we did not which we did not care to see, which has no place on Survivor. You can no. quote, you can quote me on that. Quote me on that, too. Yeah. All right. Quote Stephen Fishback as well. If you could put him, put him as a, a sub quote, he subtweeted yeah. me. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steven is going to have his people blog. You can check that out as well on Thursday or probably up in about like 10 minutes or something like that. I'm hoping to have it up tonight. Yeah. Okay. So follow Stephen Fishback on Twitter. He is at Stephen Fishback. Of course, uh, big Thursday coming up. We will have exit interviews uh, with both players eliminated from the game. Tonight, uh, we'll have that up for you guys by probably, uh, I usually get those up about by 11 my time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Do not miss those. Then I will be speaking with Aris for the episode recap and your voicemails with Jessica Lees. Get those voicemails in as well. Rob is website.com slash voicemail or 323-282-RHAP. Steven, any final thoughts? Uh, no, no. What, what an episode. What, 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 an episode. what an episode. Very excited about the swap what next season? week. You know, we really like, so far, I mean, it's hard because maybe it all maybe it all falls apart. But so far, it's a really good season. So far, so far, so good. Uh, tonight was definitely much more drama than strategy. But hopefully, we get back on the yes. Uh, I thought it was fine. I mean, if the guys did kind of throw, and you know what, like if Alicia had to go in a kind of like this kind of episode, you know, if they hadn't been a medevac, it could have been a really straightforward dull episode with like Braun loses the immunity challenge. Then it's obviously Alicia, like. So, you know, this was the way for this was the blaze of glory for her to go out in. Yeah, you're right. I mean, um, she if she was going to if she was going to go, if she was a strategic non-factor, I'm OK with that. I just I just wish she didn't have to take that kind of abuse out the door, Stephen. I concur. I disavow. We, disavow we're disavow. on the same page. We are completely yeah. on the same page on this. Yeah. OK. All right. Well, we can't say that, you know, keep saying the same thing over and over again. So such so much uh, disavowing. All right. Uh, Steven, uh, I will talk to you uh, next Wednesday night. Looking forward to it. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. Bye. Survive the no way to-